Broadway for Monday, February 4th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, we are, full disclosure, recording a little earlier than normal so that we can partake in the uh, annual Super Bowl festivities. So we don't know anything about uh, Skittles commercial, the musical yet, but I'm sure we will talk about it at length uh, on tomorrow's episode because I'm really jonesing to see exactly what this is. But I uh, just wanted to put that out there so if people are looking for all the hot takes on Skittles commercial, the musical. We don't have any yet. Uh, Matt, uh, we're going to have to drop this in. Uh, this is after the game, and I couldn't believe what happened at the Super Bowl. Did, I mean, I had no idea when Tom Brady broke his ankle. We, I didn't know how they were going to continue on. It's a good thing that CBS had recorded the rehearsals earlier uh, in the week and was able to put that in on the fly because you know Tom Brady had no understudy because they don't well. do understudies in live TV. I'm sure he has a backup, but I would I mean, I don't wish any injuries on any athletes, but if it was going to happen to somebody, I wouldn't mind that it was Tom Brady. Hmm. All right. Back to the other uh, earlier recorded <laughs> broadcast. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was just saying we've got had a ton of stuff in the feed over the weekend. Uh, Jan Simpson talked to man in chair Bob Martin about his Broadway career, including the prom, which is currently on Broadway. Of course, the drowsy chaperone and elf. Then uh, on Saturday night, I dropped in something like some like it pop uh, where Jennifer McHugh and I broke down the good, the bad and the emotional of Rent Live-ish. And then, James, uh, we're recording just a little bit after you finished this week on Broadway. Um, and I haven't listened to it yet because it, it's not out yet. But uh, it sounds like Peter has a controversial opinion about Rent Live. Peter loved Rent Live. And not only that. But Peter only saw Act One because he had his own show to go to, and uh, he's been busy uh, mounting his own show. So he didn't get back to Act Two yet, which I thought was the better of the acts. So yeah, he uh, he really liked Rent Live. He thought it was great, and uh, huh. he also talked about this. Uh, Rent is one of the most watched shows that Peter has ever seen. He's seen eleven performances of Rent over seven different productions, which rivals shows like Grand Hotel and things like that and that Fiddler. are his, his yeah. fiddlers and things you know, he is a big fan of Rent and uh he gets in depth about um about uh, that Rent is always fresh to him and that he loves every single song in Rent and that uh, Jonathan Larson, you know, what a missed opportunity that he passed away so young and that how much of a fan of Jonathan Larson Peter was is. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a, this week on Broadway. You know, it, I, equ I equate this week on Broadway as uh, an Italian goodbye because both f – Felicia and Portantier and I, all three of us are Italian, as are you. I, I equate this to the five levels of an Italian goodbye. Do you know what those are? I, I don't, but uh, I, I, I can kind of guess. Uh, so the five levels of the it takes forever for Italians to say goodbye because uh, we have the initial goodbye and then we have the goodbye in the kitchen and then we have the goodbye in the living room. And then we have the goodbye in the doorway and then the goodbye while you're sitting in the car with the engine running and they're still talking. And so, uh, you know, when we we get together on This Week on Broadway and it, every every Sunday morning it starts out with, oh, I really don't have much to talk about. And uh, 90 minutes later, we're like, yeah, we should really wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's applicable even more to my non-Italian side of my family. But, uh, yeah, it's. 
I think, yeah, either way. So uh, did you talk about Jan? I did. You did. All right. I did. Uh, and then Some Like It Pop, I really enjoyed your discussion with Jennifer and I uh, some of the things that you guys brought up about uh, about the cast maybe being too good looking or not rough enough for yeah. as artists that live in this uh, that are living under very stressful conditions in their lives. Uh, I thought that was really insightful and interesting. And they were very know, pretty. They I were have very pretty. They're very pretty people. Uh, I miss Jennifer McHugh. I talk to you every single day, so it's not that I, yeah. I miss you, but Jennifer, mm -hmm. I, I've missed her in my years, and it was really it was like junior high school. It was it was so <laughs> nice to have her back in my years. Well, I, I think she'll be here, be around here a little bit more often uh, over the over the course of 2019. So plenty of Jen in your ear holes. Great. All right. First up in the news, a big week for waitress around the world. Yeah, James, uh, as everybody should know by now, on Sunday night, Sarah Bareilles and Gavin Creel played their final performances at the diner on Broadway. They will be heading out and two new stars will be coming in. Stephanie Torrens will be jumping back into the role of Jenna, as she often does for three weeks to a month at a time. But she will be welcoming former new kid on the block, Joey McIntyre, as Dr. Pometer. And then Eddie Jemison, who played Ogie in the original movie upon which the musical was based on, will be back playing Ogie. Uh, so that will be uh, really something. If you don't know Eddie Jemison, you recognize his face, I guarantee it. He was in all the Ocean's Eleven movies. Um, he's a staple uh, on, on television. You will certainly recognize him if you go to the diner or if you just see something uh, with him around. Also, over the weekend, the national tour of Waitress played its 500th performance. Um, and it's making its way across the country. So that is uh, super exciting. And then, last bit, coming up this coming Friday, Waitress will have its first performances at the Adelphi Theater in London's West and, of course, starring Kat McPhee. So a lot going on with that show. We we often hear people are assuming that the show is going to close. I thought it was going to close um, when Sarah and Gavin uh, left. Apparently, that's not the case because they've still got a ton going on all the way around the world, James. All right. Uh, what do we have in this week's theatrical schedule? All right, we're starting to pick up a little bit. So let's start on Tuesday when performances begin at the Signature Theater for Ethel Fugard's Boseman and Lena under the direction of Yael Farber. The cast includes Zainab Ja, Sar Nagaju, and Thomas Silcott. And according to the show notes in the play, uh, you see the need for human kindness, hope, and compassion in the struggle of two refugees who encounter a stranger while wandering the South African wastelands. It is currently scheduled to run through March 17th. Then on Wednesday, we have a pair of star-studded concert productions beginning performances both very short in length uh, not of the show but of their run first let's start at new york city center with their encores production of irving berlin's call me madam the cast includes carmen cusack ben davis jason gote daryl hammond carol kane brad oscar randy rainbow lauren warsham and more that show will run in new york city through sunday february 10th now let's take the trek down to dc where the other short concert run is beginning on wednesday as well as the Kennedy Center's Broadway Center Stage Series brings The Music Man to life, starring Norm Lewis as Professor Harold Hill, Jesse Mueller as Marion the Librarian, and Rosie O'Donnell as her mother. The production also includes John Cariani, Vivian Cox, Mark Lynn Baker, David Pitu, Eloise Kropp, and more. And James, while this show is going to be in the nation's capital this week, and you and I often 
muse and and talk about how we would love for some of these performances, these productions um, to transfer to Broadway. We wanted that uh, little shop one to come in. Uh, that didn't happen. But this is when I'm actually starting to hear legit rumbles, not just hopes and dreams about potentially making its way up to New York. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Uh, anyway, moving back to New York and off-Broadway on Thursday, February 7th, a new musical will begin performances. And while we've seen our share of shows featuring cheerleaders before, We Are the Tigers appears to be somewhat different. Um, written by Preston Max Allen and directed by Michael Bello, the show stars Lauren Zacharin and has a host of fresh-faced talents. And uh, it has one of the goofiest plot descriptions since Invasion of the Elvis Impersonators. So um, with a new school year comes a new beginning for the Tigers, the worst ranked high school cheerleading team in the state. Riley, played by Zacharin, the new captain, rallies the girls for a fresh start at the annual team sleepover. However, the night takes a bloody turn. The squad that can't stick a landing now has to solve a murder if they want any hope of making it to regionals. Or the morning. Uh, this seems like straight out of a '90s horror movie. Um, and being that I'm a, you know, uh, for my formative years were in the '90s, I very much uh, am looking forward to that. The show is playing Theater 80 and is currently on sale through April 17th. Moving on to Friday, James, the national tour or mini national tour of James Lapine and Bill Finn's Falsettos begins performances in Fayetteville, Arkansas, of all places. Um, it's only got nine stops over its run, but it will hit L.A. for extend an extended run, Chicago, D.C., and more. The cast, of course, is fantastic, including Eden Espinosa, who James Put it down now. Miss Cleo looking way into the future. I'm saying it on February 4th, 2019's episode. I'm saying Eden Espinosa will win a Tony in 2020. Just saying that. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, Eden Espinosa is playing Trina, Max von Essen as Marvin, Nick Adams as Wizard, Nick Blaymeyer as Mendel, Audrey Cardwell as Cordelia, and Brian Ha Marie Parham as Dr. Charlotte. We will have a link to the complete tour schedule in the show notes. And uh, quickly moving into the weekend, uh, on Saturday, the first performance of Lincoln Center Theater's new play, Mary's Sequel, uh, begins uh, performances. It is by Jackie Siblis Drury, who wrote the critically acclaimed Fairview last year and is directed by the great Liliana Blaine Cruz. Quincy Tyler Bernstein plays the title role, an ambitious Jamaican woman determined to live a grand life. Her adventures take her across seas and eras from a battlefield of the Crimean War to a contemporary nursing home and many times and places in between. This LCT3 production is scheduled to run through March 24th, and all tickets are just $30. And now finally, James, appropriately, we saved the best and most important event of the season for last. You mentioned it earlier. On Sunday, February 10th, Peter Felicia's God Shows Up officially opens off-Broadway at the Playroom Theater. Um, we've talked about it quite a bit. If you need more information, we will have it in the show notes. But uh, super excited for Peter uh, and this show opening up uh, later this week. That's great. What do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, I've got uh, a handful of things, uh, two videos and one little bit of news. The first uh, video that I have is the highlights, the B-roll from the new off-Broadway production of Merrily Roll Along from the Roundabout Theater Company and its uh, theater company in, uh, um, oh, what's the, the word I can't think of, um, in residence, the company in residence, the Fiasco Theater. Um, really fun. The show includes uh, six people. As I've alluded to before, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but had my issues with it. But you can kind of see what they've done to boil this show down uh, to a much smaller form in the highlights that we'll have in the show notes. Then this really cool video that came out earlier in the week, and I don't know why we didn't uh, talk about it then, but 
in uh, in celebration of the Little Mermaid's 30th anniversary in a new bonus feature and the new DVD release, the great Alan Menken, who worked on the music for so many of those second golden age of, of animated movies, uh, sat down with some of the best female stars in those Disney movie musicals and Broadway stars in and of themselves um, for a conversation. Um, in the conversation, Mencken talked to Jody Benson, the original Ariel, Paige O'Hara, uh, the original Belle, Judy Kuhn, who did the singing voice of Pocahontas, Lilius White, who was one of the fates uh, in Hercules, and of course, Donna Murphy, who was Mother Gothel in, um, in Tangled. So that was a really cool conversation. They obviously talked about Howard Ashman as well and, and how important some of these films were in reviving the animated movie um, genre, which had really been dead for a long time before that. And then finally, James, this little bit of news came out at the TCAs at Los Angeles on Friday. But as we've talked about before, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend will end its four-year run on the CW later this spring. And immediately following the series finale, they will have a concert titled, Yes, It's Really Us Singing, the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Concert Special. Uh, that will air uh, on April 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check your local listings. Um, I, this is a show that is uh, not what I would normally put into the musical stuff we see on TV. The show has definitely has its own voice, but the music and the the wit with this show is, never fails uh, to impress. And I'm really excited to see what some of these stars, especially those that have Broadway backgrounds um, like Donalyn Champlin and, and Gabrielle Ruiz, uh, what they do. Uh, after this show is over, uh, Vincent Rodriguez, the third as well. And Skylar Aston's in it this year. Um, so uh, really excited to see what happens um, for all that cast after. Yes, it's really us singing the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend concert special ends in April. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really yeah. interested to see what happens post Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with these talented group of people. Uh, yeah. And, you know, will some of them end up on New York stages? Or I, Well, I, I know I know at least one is already planning on moving back to New York. Someone who has a long history on the Broadway stage. Um, this was really their TV debut. In fact, when I interviewed this person after the first season, uh, they said that they didn't even really know how to hit a mark on TV. Um, and apparently, at, despite loving the four-year run, this person is moving back to New York, and hopefully we will see them tap dancing in a Sondheim show very soon, because those are things that this person has done many, many times. All right. So, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.